Hello and welcome back to Paranormal Hotline Podcast. My name's Kaylee and I'm joined by my co-ghost, Oshin. Hello. How are you this week, Oshin? Have you, have you relaxed a little bit? I feel like you haven't. I've relaxed a little bit. No. When have I have ever? You, have you relaxed? <laughs> I, I've relaxed a little bit. A little bit. Anything paranormal happened to you this week? Anything normal even? If I told even? you, it, it would have to be redacted. Fair. Um, no, every, everything is hunky-dory. I have been redacted by a redacted... <laughs> Fill in the blanks. <laughs> so we got a juicy one this week for you. Um, I was listening to uh, some music, and that's kind of what led me into this story. So, so you've all heard the story of somebody selling their soul to the devil, like in return for power, talent, fame, or some kind of earthly good. You, you, you've obviously heard stories like that before, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah, very common, very common story. But where do these stories come from? And that's kind of what I wanted to dive into this week. Because I didn't really know... Like, I've heard them being retold in other forms, like it's in Futurama and stuff. But I never mm-hmm. really dug into where does, where did this story come from? And is there any kind of truth to them? Or where does the, where does the rumor kind of come from? So today in the podcast, we're going to take a look at the origin of these rumors see where they came from and is there any kind of truth to it or you know what is the kind of paranormal aspect to it other than one guy being really good at guitar you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what is your opinion on souls Ashin? do you think humans have souls <sighs> or like something similar to a soul just straight off off the mark yeah like what is straight what up, a Ashin, what's question. a soul <laughs> what's a soul um do i believe in like the corporeal soul like uh you know that exists inside us all and like moves on and this and that. Yeah. Um, can't rightfully say. I'm kind of on the no on it, but I do kind of, there could be something akin to a soul, but it's more so it's a shared memory. Right. And shared perception of you that everyone has. Huh. If you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a, a, a yeah, it's a weird way of looking at it. So, in so a what way, you're saying is dogs you know, don't have souls, you know? Really? Oh, dogs definitely have souls as a result. Yes. <laughs> dogs yes. definitely. Dogs do. Fight Humans me, don't. Humans I know. will fight the Pope yeah. over this. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, no. What I would consider to be the soul is more so collective memories. That's fair. That's I think that's a fair answer. I was always told growing up that I had no soul. You know, I mean, because I'm oh, ginger yeah. and it was in South Park that one episode. Rip. Rip. <laughs> I was also called a, How a much day damage walker. Did that do? So that, much that damage. You have no idea. Oh my god, <laughs> that one episode of South Park. Like 10 years of bullying in my life. <laughs> Oof. I swear. It just fueled the fire. Yeah, so I have nothing to bargain with. The devil is just not interested in me. <laughs> uh, so right, to kick things off, we're going to start with the first person on our list who is a musician. He's a man known as Niccolo Paganini. Have you ever heard of Niccolo mm-hmm. pa- Paganini before? I've heard of a Niccolo, but I'm not sure if it's the same fellow. I had never heard of him before, but uh, some people say he's the most influential violinist in the history of music. So he's a very, very important man. And I'm sure if you're, if you're somebody who likes classical music, you probably know who he is because he's quite important in that world. He was born on October 27th in 1782 in Italy. And it's very easy to remember that he's Italian because his name sounds like Panini. So it's Paganini. Okay, yeah, yeah. And he was a musical prodigy from a very young age. And he absolutely revolutionized the way that people play the violin. So he was just phenomenal from the get-go. He started playing music when he was five, violin when he was seven. And he was pretty much just a prodigy from the start. A contemporary poster advertises one of Paganini's concert. And it says, audacious. I'm going to try this, do this in my best, like, my best fancy voice that I can. 
<clears throat> audacious in his experiments on the capacity of his instrument, yet refined to the extreme of subtlety, scientific yet wild to the verge of extravagance. His tall, gaunt figure, his long, fleshless fingers, his wild, eager, and wan visage, his thin, grey locks falling over his shoulders, and his singular smile, sometimes bitter and convulsive, always strange, made up an aspect which approached nearly to the spectral. <laughs> so that's uh. a poster advertising one of his concerts. Yeah. <laughs> Indubitably. Whoever wrote that was madly in love with him, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his thin grey locks falling <laughs> over his shoulders <laughs> just someone there arranging like the, the print type you know to make the poster gushing like oh yeah oh, maybe he'll see my poster <laughs> <laughs> that's so true I feel like that's outrageous for 1782 <laughs> right it really is they even described his fingers like <laughs> how more sexual can you get <laughs> Although I don't know if it's like, yeah, because some of it sounds like horrible, you know? His fleshless fingers and his singular smile, sometimes bitter and convulsive. (laughs) I don't know if I'm supposed to be (laughs) excited or not. So people were kind of like going wild for this man. He was known as somewhat of a womanizer. And at his concert, people, like mostly women, would pass out while listening to him play the violin. He's kind of like the the ye old Beatles or something. <laughs> it's kind of wild to think about somebody just like absolutely hammering it on the on the fiddle or the violin, and and just women like <laughs> fainting in the stands. Just see him shredding. Yeah, pretty much. Here's a drawing of the man so that you can see for yourself okay. what he kind of looked like at the time. And so this is what he looked like while he was playing the violin at his concerts. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. That devious man. Yeah, he's got, <laughs> got kind of a devilish face, all right, doesn't he? That one guy he, in the bottom does. left is not having it, but the other guys are like <laughs> totally into it. They are, absolutely, yeah. He's just scowling at him. He's definitely a priest. <laughs> he looks like uh, someone has just said to like said to him something completely like out of left field and off kilter, and he's like, the fuck? <laughs> he does, yeah. He looks a bit shocked, all right. <laughs> He looks like, he looks like, you know, you know that picture of President Bush when they tell him about 9-11 and he's in the classroom with the kids? Oh no, oh no. That's what he looks like. You know the one I'm talking about though, right? They've hit the second down. (laughs) Oh god, this episode's already going on. (laughs) Off the rails. But he looks... Violin music stops. (laughs) Fiddle music stops. He looks feckin' demonic, though, if I do say so myself. He really does. He does. But he was really, really good at playing, and most of his compositions were so difficult to play that at the time, he was the only person who was physically capable of playing them. It was said that he could play 12 notes per second on the violin, which is wild. That is wild. Sorry, I was just trying to figure out what way his fingers are, but no, no, it's the right way around. I thought his thumb was on the wrong way, but then I was like, no, you hold your... You thought his hand was on backwards? No, just just briefly. <laughs> he had, like, really long, gangly fingers, so I don't I don't blame you for staring at his hands. They're, they're super weird. <laughs> yeah, we hands. Yeah, he, well, like, not even yowie hands. They were just, like, long, like, Jack Skellington <laughs> fingers. So with all that combined, it's no surprise that rumors started to circulate as to how he got so good. And the man himself credits a guardian angel for his amazing violin and musical skills. But you know who else was an angel? The devil. The devil. (laughs) The devil. (laughs) Now I know what you're thinking. Paganini was so young when he started playing the violin. Like he was only like seven. And he was pretty much a prodigy from the start. 
how could a child sell their soul to the devil? And I hear you. So the theory goes that he himself didn't actually sell his soul to the devil, but it was actually his mother. His mom sold his soul to the devil so he could become the greatest virtuoso in history. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> my son, he he's going to be the best. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have to have no faith in your child whatsoever <laughs> to like immediately Make sell his soul to the devil. Grabbing his hand. Yep. Getting the book, just like, ah, yes. <laughs> what am I writing, mom? <laughs> God, that's horrible. <laughs> you just put your name down, honey. Yeah, but yeah, young Paganini was like, he was clearly a child prodigy. When he was 15, he embarked on a solo tour. And when he was 15, he had a breakdown and turned to alcoholism. So very early in his life, he very quickly turned to alcohol and women, just like the Beatles. <laughs> yeah. I think you could honestly say he was like the first proper rock star to really live that rock star life you know like uh the devil the devil rock the star <laughs> the devil rock star i mean it could it, i don't know for certain but it sounds like it probably was one of the first cases where people turned against music because it was the devil you know <laughs> yeah. which is just so common nowadays R anyway <laughs> Rumor has it, if you play his fiddle backwards. Yeah. <laughs> he was the first solo violinist to perform without any sheet music, too. So instead of, like, standing on the stage, he used to dance around and actually dance to oh when he was goodness. playing. He was really long and gangly. He was, like, a really thin man. So when he was dancing around on the stage, it earned him the nickname Rubber Man. Oh, my God. Yeah. He had these... This, this man single-handedly inspired Tim Burton. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I feel like they would have got caught on great... <laughs> I can picture him in like a Tim Burton style animation running around on the stage going mental. Henry Selleck just taking notes. It's like, ah, yes, <laughs> this is how people will move. <laughs> he had these like insanely long fingers that helped him play, play like really weird notes when he was playing the fiddle. But he just kind of looked creepy on stage. People would say he just looked unusual, especially because he was dancing around. And the violin was also called the devil's instrument at the time. And you still kind of see uh -huh. that in media today, like... Uh, if you th I always think mm. of the robot devil from Futurama like he plays the violin <laughs> and stuff so you still yeah, see yeah, it yeah. a lot in media or like even the song the devil went down to Georgia you know Yeah. so I'm not surprised or it's not surprising that rumors started to circulate that he had a deal with the devil and some people even thought that Paganini himself was the devil so a rumor even spread uh -huh. that Paganini had murdered a woman and used her intestines as violin strings and Holy in shit. the process of doing this he imprisoned her soul within the violin and when he was playing it some people said that they could hear a woman's screams coming from the violin when it was being performed on stage. Help! Help! Yeah. Like that. You okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine, yeah. Thanks. It is also said that the devil once made lightning strike the end of Paganini's bow during a performance, which is just so cool. It's so rock. He comes with his own light show. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I think, like, the whatever Victorian people watching this would have just passed out, like, from the shock. <laughs> <laughs> but he was sick for the much of the later part of his life and on his deathbed he actually turned oh, away oh like like dying and not like fucking cool like <laughs> yeah he's dying Ashim. people are dying oh. womp womp 
On his deathbed, he actually turned away a priest who came to read him his last rites because he just didn't believe that he was going to die. He just refused to accept it. But that kind of added fuel to the rumors that he was in a pact with the devil. And his local church actually refused to bury him on consecrated ground because he never received his last rites. Uh, fair enough. Yeah. So whether you believe in the devil or not, it's, it's an amazing story. and it's, it's so cool. I think this is really where the story, like this really solidified the devil having the violin in, in many modern iterations mm. you know that tall skinny man with the weird violin and long fingers look for the devil and that's that's yeah. quite a legacy to leave behind i think yeah it's like um what's the piece dance macabre yeah folks if you're enjoying the podcast please consider supporting us on patreon we are an independent podcast so we do all the research writing editing everything ourselves and our patreon just helps us keep up with the cost of running a podcast every week so if you're listening each week and you're enjoying the podcast consider supporting us and if you can't afford it that's no worries you can help us out for free by rating the podcast wherever you listen to it we really appreciate any support that you can give all right so moving on to the next person on our list this person is also a musician and these two stories i feel really had a big impact on the whole soul is sold to the devil tale have you ever heard of the legendary blues singer Robert Leroy Johnson. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I love I love this story. An absolutely amazing artist. Uh, he was mm-hmm. born on May 8th, 1911 in Hazelhurst, Mississippi. He was an amazingly talented blues guitarist whose work wasn't widely appreciated until after his death. Like he was known in the area, but his work really kind of blew up after he had died. He was known to have influenced the likes of Bob Dylan, Keith Richards, Robert Plant and Eric Clapton, who called Johnson the most important blues artist that ever lived. So this guy is a big deal. And his work is amazing when you really look at it. His story is widely known because it is said that he sold his soul to the devil in return for the blues on a crossroad at midnight. So how much epic. Yeah, yeah. That's where you really get that. Like, this really solidifies the story of the devil on the crossroads. It's so cool. (laughs) And crossroads are kind of funny. So many different cultures have different beliefs around crossroads. It goes back a long, long way. It's probably not something that we really think about nowadays, but crossroads used to be really important. They used to be really important before cars and transport because, you know, you can go all these different ways and you can't go the wrong way if you're walking because it's going to take you so long to get back again to go the right way. Mm -hmm. Crossroads are really important spaces. And as long as we've been building roads, there's always been crossroads, you know? Mm -hmm. In ancient Greece, they worshipped Hecate and Hermes on the crossroads. In medieval England, they used to bury criminals or anyone who committed suicide at the crossroads. And that was actually only abolished in England in 1823. So that continued for a long, long time. Yeah, that's recent enough yeah it's really recent i was surprised to hear that we used to have dances at the crossroads yeah we used to yeah that used to be an irish thing i don't know why i couldn't find anything online for it or i I didn't really go looking that much to be honest but um we used to have our dances at crossroads i assume it was just because there was more space there (laughs) yeah i suppose it's also it's like you have people coming from a few different directions yeah that's true actually more importantly the crossroads were used as a spiritual site in conjure Rootwork and hoodoo. So Wikipedia says, In conjure rootwork and hoodoo, a form of African magical spirituality practiced by African Americans in the United States, the crossroads in hoodoo originates from the Congo cosmogram in Central Africa, and it represents the rising and setting of the sun and the human life cycle of death and rebirth. The center of the crossroads is where the communication with spirits take place. In hoodoo, which would have been practiced in the South America, it's already a, a spiritual place, you know? Mm-hmm. And the crossroads are kind of spooky anyway, to be honest. Like, there's a crossroads near where my parents' house is, and it's dark, it's country, there's like, there's no lights. 
it's always a scary place to it's come not like to a at junction, night. Like a yeah, yeah. But it is, but it's not like a lit junction or a. No, no. There's, there's, yeah. There's nothing there. It's just a crossroads. And I, I used to run across it when I was a kid because I was scared, <laughs> just in case, you know. Mm. <laughs> so rumor has it he was walking the crossroads at night with his guitar over his shoulder, and he runs into a man who reveals himself to be the devil. He offers Robert Johnson musical talent along with women and whiskey in exchange for his soul, which Robert accepted. There's a really longer story of that, but I don't want to go too much into the details. But that's the, mm-hmm. the, the, the gist of it. He then went on to be one of the best blues musicians of all time. His music is available on Spotify, and I'd highly recommend listening to it. Uh, some of his songs are called Crossroad Blues, Me and the Devil Blues, and Hellhound on My Trail. So the names definitely lent to the rumor <laughs> of, of him making a deal with the devil. He, he's leading into yeah. it. Yeah. I don't know if he was leading into it, because I feel like the rumors were kind of more so after he died, you know? Okay. okay. So it, they just kind of happened to fit hand in hand with with the, the stories. Or maybe they... Because he was telling the truth. Yeah. <laughs> maybe he was egging them on. Who knows? Not much is really known about his life, but he died when he was only 27, which means that he joined the notorious 27 Club. So for anybody who doesn't know what that is, there's a really high number of amazing music artists who all died when they were 27 years old, including Jimi Hendrix, Kurt Cobain, Amy Winehouse. There's just this massive list. It's it's so strange mm-hmm. that that happened. But he's, he's a member of the 27 Club, unfortunately. The rumors surrounding his death is that he was seeing a woman, a very beautiful woman who he fell in love with. She already had a boyfriend at the time. And the jealous boyfriend slipped a poison into Robert Johnson's drink and he died shortly after. Um, So he was waiting on his deathbed for his mother to arrive, and she recounts him saying this. When I went in where he at, he laying up in the bed with his guitar crossed his breast. Soon as he saw me, he say, Mama, you all I've been waiting for. Here, he say, and he give me his guitar. Take and hang this on the wall, cause I done passed all that by. That's what got me messed up, Mama. It's the devil's instrument, just like you said, and I don't want it no more. And he died while I was hanging his guitar on the wall. It's spooky. It is. <laughs> it's pretty spooky. It's such a cool tale, though. Um, mm-hmm. But that's the yeah, I love, I love legendary blues singer. That's where we get the whole devil at the crossroads. It's There's actually, like, two crossroads that people think that it was that he made the deal with. And people go there and actually, like, leave tributes for him and stuff at the crossroads, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But pretty spooky. That leads us right up to the modern era. So I'm going to try and finish this up with a more modern take on the whole sell soldier soul to the devil have you ever heard or you've probably seen a video about it or heard other people talk about it but the rain man the rain man yeah this kind of spills more into conspiracy theory no maybe not oh okay <laughs> is it not like not like film rain man no there is, is a film called or rain man okay. but uh, okay no this is it's unrelated unrelated yeah That's i think fine. Anyway. i haven't seen the film so the rain man is supposed to be a demon who you can make okay. a deal with and he'll make you famous in the music industry. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. It's it's fairly similar to the soldier soul of the devil. Mm-hmm. I think one of the main differences between making a deal with the devil and making a deal with the rain man is that I don't think he makes you better at music. I think you already have to be good at music and he'll just make you famous. Uh, he's just like a A&R or manager or something yeah. who has good connections. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Now, it's a really deep rabbit hole to jump into, so I'm mostly just going to scratch the surface here and give you the gist of the Rain Man. Okay. There just happens to be a bunch of really famous songs that reference the Rain Man. And now that I've told you about it, you'll probably hear it in a bunch of songs because it's in so many songs, specifically a lot of pop songs and, um, you know, like 
top chart songs. Here's a few examples of people that have sang about the Rain Man and some of the lyrics that they've sang. So, you know, you know Rihanna's Umbrella song with Jay-Z. Sure, yeah. 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 In that, Jay-Z says, uh, I'm just going to read it because I'm not going to rap it. In anticipation for precipitation, stack chips for the rainy day. Rain Man is back. Little Miss Sunshine. Rihanna, where are you at? So, <laughs> rain man. yeah, he's singing about the Rain Man. Eminem sings about the Rain Man a whole load. Like, I think he's got a, he's got a song that's just called Rain Man. Jamie Foxx got a song that's called Rain Man. And uh, his lyrics are, release me, release me, Rain Man, Rain Man. Our very own Aslan, the Irish band, hmm. they have a song called Rain Man. Uh, Lil Wayne sings about Rain Man. Jay-Z sings a bunch about Rain Man. The Doors, Bob Dylan. There's just like a bunch of songs where they sing about the Rain Man. Rain Man. The doors say, you know, the Rain Man's coming to town. Bob Dylan and the Rain Man leaves in the Wolf Man's disguise. Now the Rain Man gave me two cures. So there's just a bunch of people like singing to this Rain Man. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It, I'm sure I'm not on TikTok, but I'm sure there's a bunch of videos on TikTok showing examples of it. I'm, I'm certain there is. Of, of those modern musics. Yeah, it's weird. It very much falls into the realm of conspiracy theories, which is not all that paranormal unless you consider that it is a demon yeah what do you think of the rain man yeah um do you think it's like part of their like infernal contract that they have to get the name out there <laughs> that's why they say it or is it like a warning that they're saying i it? think it's supposed to be like a warning i assume because most of the lyrics are like okay. ah the rain man <laughs> you know the rain man's coming <laughs> stuff like that the rain man giving me grief although to be fair they the rain man they they asked for it if they made a deal with them, right? Yeah, but maybe they regret it. Maybe maybe it's like, you know, they get like two cent for every 50 plays. <laughs> Wait, no, that's... <laughs> but, um, so like, Wait, you can't say that we're on... <laughs> we'll get cancelled. <laughs> Redacted. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> but there's loads of it. Like, I guarantee you, now that you know about it, you're going to hear it in all the lyrics. You're going to hear Rain Man oh, everywhere. It. It's like the brain poison. Yeah. I don't know if it's just like something that's easy to rhyme with. Like... <laughs> It must be something like that, right? Yeah, it's the rain man. I'm in paint, man. <laughs> Are you okay? I'm, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm on a train, man. Wow. Yeah, that's three. That's very good. So apparently... Now I'm on a plane, man. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Maybe you should make a deal with the rain man. Maybe I have. Oh, shit. <laughs> Stay tuned. Oh, shit. Um, so apparently rain can represent a blessing from above. So they could be using that. Yeah. I don't know whether people actually know about that symbolism or whether this is something people are coming up with after the fact. Some people say that the rain man is like an old way of saying the devil. And I couldn't really find much to back that up. Like, I know he fell from heaven and rain falls from the sky. So that's the only kind of connection I can really make. But I couldn't find anything other than that. But people say that that's an oldie way of saying the devil, you know. That really feels like we call it fall because leave fall down. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> I don't know, you know, if rain falls from the heavens. The, the devil fell from the heavens. It's autumn, goddammit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but apparently before he fell from heaven, uh, Satan was the angel of music. Did you know that? Uh, I didn't know that detail. Apparently. No. Now, don't come for me. I don't read the Bible, but I read that online. So I'm taking online's word for it. The light bringer. And that's why they used to call matches Lucifer's. Oh, really? Yeah, they're named after Wow. That's beautiful, actually. Yeah. It was a brand. So yeah, he always kind of had an interest in music. I have a theory, though, right? Okay. You know the way Satan loves music, right? And he's going around and he's collecting souls from all these music artists. Mm-hmm. I think he's just, he's going to make a sick band down in hell. It's going to be like <gasps> Jules Holland. 
<laughs> Hoot nanny, but it's just the devil. <laughs> so here's Elvis. <laughs> you know? Yes. <laughs> Imagine the great. sessions down in hell, like <laughs> all the gays and the musicians just having the crack leg. <laughs> yep. Wow. <laughs> it doesn't what sound too take. bad, does it? <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of that. That's the gist of the whole. You know, making a soul with... The, sorry, making a deal with the devil or selling your soul to the devil. You get invited to the best party. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you also get, like, grand time, it seems, while you're alive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a... Win-win? It's a win-win situation. Mark. Anybody, anybody religious watching this right now is, like, grabbing their crucifix. <laughs> like, <laughs> Lord, don't take me. Um... I've had to unsubscribe from your podcast because I'm a God-fearing individual and you're advocating the devil. <laughs> Fiddle music stops. <laughs> what about you, Oshin? If you, Would you make a deal with the devil if you could, if you had a soul and you could live an earthly life of goodness? Yeah, it'd be there for trade and fairness. If I got a good, you know, good barter on it. Would you, what, like, what would your bargain be, though? Uh, you know, I'd like to be an astronaut. <laughs> Really? That's it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Your soul's you not know, worth very much. Fucking what? Jeff yeah, Bezos has gone into space. <laughs> not like that, though. No, no, no. I mean, I, I want to, you know, I want to see see the stars, but like up close, but not off. That, I'm already monkey pawing myself <laughs> yeah. here. Too late. You get launched into the, Too late, into the sun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That or like, you know, I do like my synthesizers and I do like the trumpet. You could play music in space. I was going to say I you could be the first person, but uh, what's his name already did that, didn't he? Chris Hadfield. Yeah. yeah. I shook hands with that man. That's really cool. That's as close as you'll ever yeah. get. That, yeah, that's it. <laughs> did you ask him if he made a deal with the Rain Man? <laughs> no, I didn't. Wasted opportunity. <laughs> he probably would have slapped you. I was pun not intended starstruck. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> I would be too. That's all we have time for this week on the podcast. Uh, special welcome to Remy, who's just joined our Patreon. Welcome to the club. Please ignore the strange nightmares. They will stop after about a month. Thanks for listening. And maybe watch where you're going at night. Try not to be on a crossroads at midnight. Unless that's what you want. But if you get a deal with the devil, we get a cut because we set you up with Satan. Thank you. Bye. Bye.